Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this podcast journey, all things Dominic Dunn. Thank you for joining me today for our continuing investigation into Laurel Canyon. We are beginning in some of the first development today, at least in the early 20th century. Today we're going to be talking about a very famous log cabin roadhouse. Today we are visiting the intersection of Lookout Mountain and Laurel Canyon Boulevard. I want to go ahead and situate Lookout Mountain for you. If you take your right arm and go down to the crook of your elbow, that is the base of the canyon, Laurel Canyon store. About 3,000 feet up is your wrist, and I want you to make a backward L with your right arm. The crook intersection where that backward L meets your thumb and your finger right there in the nook, that's Lookout Mountain. That's where this home lives. Your arm would be Laurel Canyon Boulevard, and the thumb jutting out is going to be Lookout Mountain. The address of this property is 2401. Property's not really there anymore, though, at the intersection of Lookout Mountain and Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Numbering for homes does get a little quirky throughout the years. There's another address that will share that same numbering of 2401, but not imperative to the story today. I want you to go back and remember Charles Spencer Mann. Remember back in 1913, he's bringing all the folks up the trackless trolley for a dime apiece. No real estate sales office is good enough to compete with the kind of crowds that are coming. So, in addition to the Lookout Mountain Inn that Charles Mann builds, remember that started construction in 1912, Charles Mann is also going to undertake another building project. This one will be called the Laurel Tavern. It is built in 1913 at the intersection of Lookout Mountain and Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Laurel Tavern is, well, a tavern with benefits. It has a 2,000-square-foot dining room. It does contain guest rooms, three stories. Even better, there's a full-length, single-lane bowling alley in the basement. It has an enormous wide rock fireplace so large that you could just chuck whole logs into it. All along the grounds of the home, in addition to the big three-story house, are smaller cabins. There are also man-made caves. These run up and back through the hillside. A lot of these man-made caves are built out of stucco. They have electric wiring, light bulbs too. There are some natural caves as well. Because remember, Lookout Mountain has been a hideout way back in the lawless days all through the 19th century. This area of Lookout Mountain as well is the home to Tiburcio Vasquez. We're going to be hearing about him in a future episode. But I just want to set the stage. There's land of natural beauty. There are waterfalls and tunnels and ponds. There's a lot happening in this property and the properties around it. Rumor has it that there's even an underground tunnel as well, leading from this home on Lookout Mountain underneath Laurel Canyon Boulevard to the other side of the street, where more famous neighbors are going to set up shop in the mid-19-teens. We're going to be bringing that home into focus next week. Again, the Laurel Tavern does have some tinier places built around it, some other smaller log cabins, 
either for guests or that serve as buildings for the tavern itself. One of these is going to be famous soon enough, but the Laurel Tavern is enormous. It takes over this corner and the residents, the few of them that there are, don't really like the Laurel Tavern being here. Residences are being built at this time and nobody wants a roadside cafe across the street from their house. The Laurel Canyon residents get the Laurel Tavern shut down. Fantastic. What do we do with the property now? Charles Mann, going to easily convert it and sell it. Enter our buyer, Tom Mix. Tom Mix's name might not be familiar to you, but in the 1910s, Tom Mix is the king of the cowboys. He is the big time star of westerns and cowboy movies in the silent film era. Before he comes to Hollywood, Tom Mix works as a cowhand in Texas, Arizona, Wyoming, and Montana. He'll eventually head off to the Spanish-American War. Another adventure, he'll join the search for Pancho Villa in the Mexican Revolution. Tom Mix, always looking for action. He will work as a deputy sheriff in Oklahoma. He'll also serve for a little bit of time within the Texas Rangers. Tom Mix is a talented man on a horse, apparently. By 1906, Tom is going to join the Wild West show, which is going to get him noticed and out to Hollywood by 1909-1910. Tom Mix will appear in almost 300 films alongside his horse, named Tony the Wonder Horse, who is almost as famous as Tom. By the time Tom and Tony the Wonder Horse land in Hollywood, it is the end of 1909 or so. Tom is on his third marriage. This marriage happens with an actress named Olive Stokes. Tom and Olive get married in 1909, and they will divorce in 1917, more than likely because Tom Mix has fallen for another actress, Victoria Ford. Victoria and Tom will marry in 1918. And who couldn't use a nice new home in the canyon for my new wife because I can't have her living with my ex. The Laurel Tavern will become the private residence of Tom Mix and his wife for part of their run of wedded bliss. Tom and Victoria will divorce in 1932 and Tom will marry one more time, but for a while, the converted Laurel Tavern is now the log cabin home of Tom Mix. And Tom Mix is making plenty of cash, about $7,500 a week, very well paid, and his life is pretty good during this time, at least until talkies come along. Tom Mix is not as successful in talkies, so he'll move on to continue to get paid, starring in circuses, doing some stunts too. Oh, how can I forget? Tom Mix's best friend is Wyatt Earp. Tom will serve as a pallbearer for Wyatt when he passes away in 1929, where Tom openly weeps for his best friend at his funeral service. Another fun little done connection here. Tom Mix will originally work for FBO. This is the film booking offices studio. But Tom Mix has a little fight with the studio president at the time, whose name is Joseph P. Kennedy, which makes Tom switch studios pretty quick over to Universal. As I mentioned, Tom Mix is the king of the cowboys. He is a hero 
for every future cowboy actor to come, including Ronald Reagan and John Wayne. Tom Mix also appears on the very famous cover of the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's album. When Tony the Wonder Horse passes away, Tom Mix will bury his faithful friend at the log cabin property. In the 1920s, there's an architect named Robert Byrd who will build an extension onto the log cabin. This home is known as the Tree House or the Bird House. Robert Byrd has quite an illustrious career within Hollywood designing homes. One of the more famous homes, at least in its infamy, is the home on Soleo Drive, where in August of 1969, the canyon will change forever with the terrible murders that happened there committed by Manson's family. Tom Mix will die in an automobile accident in Arizona in 1940 at the age of 60, long after he had moved from the log cabin house. But we're not done with that log cabin. It has a whole next layer of storied history coming up. The home will get a new owner, Fannia Pearson. And at some point, Fannia will own all four corners of Lookout Mountain. Mrs. Pearson's name will be coming up a bunch in our next episodes. But she will hire a caretaker for the property. And new residents are going to be coming into the place throughout the decades. But there's one particular new family of residents coming in 1968 that's going to make this log cabin way more legendary. Now's a great time for a quick break. We're going to be right back for the rest of the story. Oh my, 1968, back in Laurel Canyon. I'm going to tell you about the next folks that live in this house and how legendary it becomes within the Laurel Canyon scene. There's a musician. His name is Frank Zappa. He is looking for a place to land after his residency in New York City in late 67, early 68. And Laurel Canyon is a place that Frank Zappa really likes. Two years before, back in 1966, Frank will stay in Laurel Canyon while recording his album, Freak Out. And it is in Laurel Canyon that Frank will meet his future wife, Gail, that same year. It is said that the two fall in love within just a couple of minutes. Gail will move in with Frank over that summer. They will marry in 1967. And this year, in the beginning of 68, Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention will be doing a residency in New York City. But at the end of this, Frank and Gail know they're both headed back to Laurel Canyon. Frank has some requirements. Gail goes house hunting. Gail will find the log cabin home, and it meets all of Frank's requirements. It needs to be enormous, because Frank is not only going to use the home as a residence, He's looking to build out a recording studio. He needs enough space for rehearsal as well. This home 100% fits the bill. Its living room is 75 by 30 feet wide. It's huge. The enormous fireplace is still there. The bowling alley is still in the basement. There are two walk-in safes. There's a sub-basement, also most likely used as a wine cellar. There's so much room. Gail signs the rental agreement, rent 700 bucks a month. And in the spring of 1968, the Zappas will move into Tom Mix's log cabin. This will include Frank, Gail, their infant daughter, Moon Unit, and, well, from what it sounds like, half of Los Angeles. 
Now, the thing you need to know about Frank Zappa, notoriously never does drugs, which is a little unusual in Laurel Canyon at that time. But Frank never uses drugs. He's way too committed to his music. Because of the seriousness in which Zappa, as well as the Mothers of Invention, consider the work they're doing, they don't do drugs. Drugs are not really allowed in the home of Frank and Gail. I mean, certainly people bring them in and certainly do them, but the thing that happens, if you get a little too rowdy, you're going to get kicked out. A lot of people don't stick to the rule. A few famous folks will get kicked out. Some don't even get let in. This home, goodness, the Zappas are going to live here for only two seasons, the spring and summer of 1968, but the stories that surround their time period in this home, legendary. It almost takes on a life of its own, all the wild parties. Anyone who is everyone has talked about it and been there. Holy cat, who is there? Well, the mothers of invention, naturally. Pamela DeBar and her GTOs, her Girls Together Outrageously band, lived there for a while. Cal Schenkel will have his art studio in the corner of the basement. Blues legend John Mayall will write a song about the home called 2401. This is recorded on his legendary Blues from Laurel Canyon album. Who else is there? Mick Jagger and his girlfriend Marianne Faithful. They get kicked out by Frank Zappa once because they'd crossed over the line with intoxication levels. Let's see. Jeff Beck, Rod Stewart. Oh, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix is just living right up the street in the mansion. So easy for him to drop by. Janis Joplin comes around. Oh, the doors too. Jim Morrison is living on Love Street right down the hill next to the Canyon store. The crook of your elbow. The members of the original Alice Cooper group hang out there as well. Alice Cooper will recall, when Frank Zappa first came out, everybody thought he was a clown. Everybody thought he was the court jester of rock and roll. Until you really started listening to Freak Out, and you started listening to We're Only In It For The Money or Absolutely Free, and you realize that he was not just that. He was the maestro. He was actually the guy that every single musician looked up to and said, this guy is an absolute genius. It's a party scene. And Frank just really into his music and wants to work. He works enormous long blocks of hours. And the Zappas will stay at the log cabin home until September. When literally for months now, everybody knows where they live and they'll just show up. Strangers, girls, drug addicts, artists, other musicians trying to get Zappa's time. Everybody shows up at all times of the day. And it's becoming a little bit too dangerous when everybody's just showing up. Frank answers the door one day and has a gun in his face from a lunatic person. And Frank is like, I kind of want out of here. There is one day where Tex Watson and a few of Charles Manson's family show up here. Tex Watson is the guy that does all of Charles Manson's dirty work. And some people in are in the home at that point, and they're like, yeah, that's Tex Watson. He also deals drugs, so he never really gets in the door. But Zappa's got some bad feelings going on about the place, and he's got to get away. 
he will say that I had to leave the home because every nut job in California has figured out where I live. The Zappas are going to be moving soon. They're out by September of 1968. They move into a home on Woodrow Wilson Boulevard, not very far away at all, still in Laurel Canyon. They buy this home on Woodrow Wilson for $75,000, but it has an increased amount of privacy. The Zappa Estate is what it's called, and Frank will live there until his death in 1993. His wife and widow, Gail, will live there until her death in 2015. And in 2016, the Zappa Estate was put on the market. Its next buyer for a cool $5.3 million is Lady Gaga. I'm going to read you the listing at the time it went up for sale in 2016. An approximately 8,000 square foot California rock star oasis. This home is the ultimate artist's retreat. The property includes a skylit kitchen, rooftop tennis court, large backyard swimmer's pool, two guest cottages, attached guest apartment, one-of-a-kind mosaic art amidst lush landscaping, and the recording space that was once the infamous Utility Muffin Research Kitchen, where many notable musicians, including Frank, have recorded since the 1960s. Unique features throughout the home include porthole windows and doors salvaged from vintage submarines, many one-of-a-kind embellishments, and small reading creative nooks. Beneath the house is a storage chamber that, during the Zappa's time, was known as the Vault, where he kept his private archives under lock and key. Lady Gaga will own this piece of musical history and make it into one of her residences until the year 2021, when she very quietly sells this property to Lizzie Jagger. Lizzie Jagger is the third child of Mick Jagger's eight kids, Jerry Hall is Lizzie's mother. Lizzie's the eldest of the four children that Mick and Jerry have. Don't worry about Lady Gaga, though. Her main home that she has had since 2014 is a huge beach compound in Malibu. Purchased that for $22.5 million. Lady Gaga is doing fine. So let's go ahead and close it out by getting back to our log cabin home. What happens to... This log cabin house that is so famous throughout the decades. After the Zappas leave, there will be other renters, both in the log cabin as well as the tree house, the bird house. The property will eventually head into disrepair and is eventually abandoned. By the 70s, squatters are going to come in and make it a crash pad, a drug pad, up to all sorts of seedy things pad. Until October 31st, 1981, Halloween night, when the cabin mysteriously burns down. Halloween fires are a thing in the canyon, but residents of Laurel Canyon around that time think perhaps someone was using the basement as a methamphetamine lab. From hearing folks recall how the explosion sounded, it was a series of explosions It was very curious to the onlookers and listeners. Since the Tom Mix Frank Zappa cabin has burned, the lot has remained fallow since. You can see a few of the foundational remains of the cabin, its old downstairs fireplace, some steps, 
few pieces of the foundation, some of the caves and networks around it as well. That's only one location with so much history, and we haven't even made it off of this lot yet. We have so much more coming in our continuing investigation into Laurel Canyon, which we will pick up on Monday, your next Dunday. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends, for your kind reviews, for your sweet emails. Until we meet again on Monday, stay curious and keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at doneanddonepodcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.